and welcome to ADHD Friendly. I'm Patty. I've got my trusty assistant, Becca, here. She's kind of already like revved up and got some good energy. So I'm Patty Blenderman. I'm the host of this podcast, and I'm a professionally certified ADHD coach with over a decade of experience. Where does the time go? Everything I do is designed to tilt the playing field so that we thrive with ADHD. And my passion is bringing those things that I find do exactly that to this podcast and sharing them with you. So that's dive in. This is episode 97, 97. Crazy. So I'm going to start as I always do with a celebration, get some good dopamine flowing into my brain with a positive celebration. And it's a garden celebration, Becca. You know about this one. Mm -hmm. Then I have an ADHD friendly tool that is um, referenced. One of the most common ways is called mind mining. So I'm going to talk about that. And then my main topic for today, all of the challenges around getting ADHD stimulant medication definitely this summer, but it's been going on for a long time. So I'm going to talk about what's behind it and share some tips that I found um, to try to tolerate with a little bit more ease. There's no easy fix to this. So sorry, but I am going to share what's going on and what we might do to make it a little bit easier to manage. And then as always at the end, I'll let you know what's coming up in next week's episode over eight. So I've got some pictures. If you're listening to this podcast and you want to see the visuals I'm sharing, I invite you to hop on over to my YouTube channel, ADHD Friendly Podcast, to see anything visual that I share in this episode. So Becca, you know, I celebrated and I've celebrated this in, in different points during the last couple of months, Yes. but I finally have grown some vegetables. I made them as much as <laughs> And I took a picture. You're going to see my, my lovely German shepherd here, Harley. This was one day's take a few days ago. I had I think seven cucumbers, a tomato. Um, I had some little baby tomatoes that didn't make it into that picture, little cherry tomatoes. I, for the first time in the history of me growing vegetables, have grown edible vegetables. So I'm just so excited. And Becca, I didn't tell you this. I went to an event at the library, one of my social um, connection goals that were able to check be checked off for this month. And there's a, there was a person there who's really into gardening and is a cook and apparently, you know, gardens frequently. I garden frequently, but don't (laughs) succeed. So my 15 years experience has really just, you know, resulted in some vegetables this year, but she said she hasn't had a single cucumber come out of her. And she has like six cucumber plants and I only have one. So I don't know what's going on with my little magical cucumber plant, but it did help me to think, okay, maybe I don't go with my plan next year of only planting one plant. Cause I have more cucumbers than I know what to do with. So I'm sharing one more picture of me holding up like, like they're huge. Or I'm like, what do I do with them? And because it took 15 years to produce an edible vegetable that now that I have an abundance I'm like, what do I do with them? I can't let them go to waste. No. And so luckily Becca's taken a few. Yes, I have. I made cucumber sandwiches, which I didn't tell you. I like made the recipe again yesterday because I've eaten them every day now since I discovered the recipe to make them. They're delicious. They are so refreshing, light. It's just lovely. But then I did something I never thought I would ever do. I made sweet and sour pickles. Teddy, I tried them. Were they good? Delicious. I yeah. gave one of the jars to Becca. Really? Yeah. I, was I have them every day. I don't even love the, them. Just out of the can, like just before. Oh, so good. Makes me so happy. Yes. Oh my gosh. Delicious. Okay. <laughs> my, <laughs> my garden is feeding. 
Yep, you did it. I'm so happy. You did it. And I'm sure that I've got five more on my counter in the kitchen. I'm like, they're crazy growing. So I don't know what's going on. I don't know if I can re reproduce it next year. I'm just so excited that I finally produced vegetables that I can so eat. Good. I'm so, so happy. So that's my celebration. Oh my gosh, Becca, I can feel my brain just firing on all cylinders right now. That was some good celebrating there. <laughs> okay. Transitioning, <laughs> now my ADHD friendly tool. So if you haven't heard of the term mind miming, I want you to just think about a mime, okay? And so like mimes, you know, like they, they act out. Mm -hmm. A mind mime is basically making a movie in your mind, playing out what you're wanting to do. So it's like envisioning yourself mm -hmm. following through mm -hmm. with, okay, if I'm trying to, um, let's use my vegetable garden. I'm trying to grow vegetables, right? And so visualizing, so what is it going to take to produce vegetables? So if you picture a full vegetable patch and everything's growing and, and producing the way that you're envisioning it, what is it gonna take to get to that end vision? Yeah. And so literally it's picturing, okay, I'm gonna need to set up a place to plant them. I'm gonna need to set up a plan to get the materials I need. I'm going to need to create a watering plan to keep up with that. So it's literally mentally walking through what is it, what is needed to get to that result you're looking for. Yeah. And it's almost like a dress rehearsal. It, it lets you kind of walk through and see, hmm, that's a lot. Do I want to do that? Or, oh, wow. Okay. I, I, let me write this down. This is a lot of steps. Mm -hmm. Let me capture what I'm thinking I'm going to need to do. Interesting. So it's mind miming is a type of non-verbal working memory. And it's really future working memory because you're envisioning what you're going to need. So you're thinking about it in your head, you're capturing those pieces in your brain. And then, you know, I'm always encouraging, don't keep it in your head. You want to get it out and capture it. So I love a trial run. I love a way to, I do this sometimes, and I've talked about this before, but I haven't used this phrase where I thought about an event I wanted to go to that was a social event and it was through ICF, which is the International Coach Federation that I'm a member of. And I thought, okay, where's it going to be held? And I literally pictured myself trying to navigate parking, trying to navigate, like walking into the venue. And is it going to be crowded? Is it going to be loud? And picturing what I need, need to do to tolerate that. Or in this case, seeing that wasn't a, a situation I wanted to set myself up for because it was going to be too taxing. Sure. So we can do this with anything that we're trying to get checked off or succeed or, you know, make a plan, applying for a new job, quitting your job, having a difficult conversation, kind of picturing where would I want to do this? What, what environment would that support me to do it in? So it's just mind miming through a practice run. And then you can go back and tap back into what will I need to do to remember this? What do I want to write down? How do I want to navigate this plan? This actually came out of the book that I just recommended to you, Becca, oh. Cassandra in Reverse, because she just, it was a Reese's book club book pick. I finished it in two days. I just loved it. But the reason I connected to this was because she does a little bit of time travel and she kind of like backs up time a little bit to replay different scenarios. And almost like she gets like a, a do-over, like a mulligan. Yeah. And I thought of it as that mind miming where if you play it out, we can do that ourselves. We don't need to be able to manipulate time. We can just play the movie in your mind, do a little dress rehearsal with the mind mime, and then 
maybe you come up with a plan B. You're like, oh, that's not it. Maybe I'll, you know, I'm not sure if it doesn't go this way, what else could happen? And you can kind of run multiple scenarios. So it just gives you a chance to play it out. So some questions to ask yourself if you want to try this out are, what will it look like when I'm done? What steps are needed to achieve this? How will I feel? Right? So kind of like that positive intention is going to pull you into it. If you can visualize like, mm, I'm seeing my room all cleaned up. How's that going to feel when I walk in my bed's made and all the laundry's picked up and, you know, how, how does that feel for you? And then what steps is it going to take to get there? So that's my little ADHD friendly tool for this week. Reminding that. You give it a try. I'd love to hear. Always want to hear what works for you. What doesn't work take what works, leave the rest behind. But if you do try this, I'd love to hear about it. Post in the comments for episode 97. Yes. I wish we got that episode number once I moved past it. All right. Into the topic for today. Now, guys, I've got a bunch of notes here. So if you are watching this, you're going to see me looking down a bit because I, I quoted a few um, different resources and I want to make sure I am doing that as accurately as possible. So today we're talking about our main topic, which is ADHD prescription challenges related to stimulant medication. So there's been a shortage of stimulant medications going back to my research shows. It was first identified back in October of 2022. So we're actually coming up on almost a year, a year. since this started. Pharmacies around the country have been unable to fill prescriptions. Sometimes they might give you a partial subscription or prescription, subscription, prescription, um, I find that really taxing because then you got to remember to go back and get the rest of it. It's another trip. It's a, you know, it's more of that, that effort that we need. Um, there's a lot of regulations controlling stimulant medications because it's a controlled substance. You can only get a 30 day supply at a time in most places. I know some States you're able to get up to 90 days, but for most places you, you can only get a 30 day supply. Um, you can, it's very tightly regulated on how soon before that 30 day subscription or prescription, um, you run out of it before you can renew it. So because of the shortage, I've heard this across the board. Like, I don't know if there's anybody that I work with that hasn't been impacted, that takes a stimulant medication. You could end up with multiple days without any medication where if you're a student going to school, it can really be challenging because mm -hmm. you're more likely to forget things, less able to focus, might have more behavioral challenges because you're acting more imp impulsive. And if you're an adult managing this without medication, it can really impact you in the workplace. Mm -hmm. So this is not an optional, like, like, oh yeah, you know, take it when you can. It really is a tool for people that take it to support their ADHD wired brains that's needed, not, yeah, that'd be lovely to have that. It's, it's really a tool in the toolbox that is needed to support ADHD brains for people that have that diagnosis and are prescribed it. So according to Shire PLC, in 2015, they said that 53% of the 63 million prescriptions written for ADHD medications were for adults. That shocked me. So more than half of prescriptions back in, this was back in 2015, were for adults. That really did take me by surprise. I hadn't heard that statistic before. Um, this, the Centers for Disease, uh, for the CDC control, um, said that more than, there's more than a 10% increase in prescriptions for ADHD just from 2020 to 2021. And that is really at the heart of a big piece of why this is such a problem right now. Mm -hmm. So here's where I'm going to share a little bit of data from my research. So this is from a PBS NewsHour article called A Perfect Storm Led to an ADHD medication shortage. This came out on July 18th, 2023, if you wanna look it up. 
Um, they said that the pandemic led more people to seek treatment for mental health challenges, including ADHD. And Dr. Megan Schott was quoted as saying, the Adderall shortage resulted in doctors prescribing alternatives. And I have heard this from, again, lots of my clients because Adderall was kind of the, the prescription mm -hmm. drug that was mainly impacted in the beginning. So many people switched to other prescriptions in order to have a medication on sure. hand, even if it wasn't working as well, it was better than nothing mm -hmm. that other stimulant prescriptions are now in shortage. So it's, I'm like wanting to say it's a S shell. Like it is, it's a mess. Yeah. I, mean, I'm really, I haven't sworn yet on the podcast and I'm trying not to, because you have to click a different button <laughs> scheduling the podcast. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, YouTube makes you say, oh, is there anything in here that, that isn't appropriate? Um, but it is a mess. Um, that's so the, interesting with the pandemic though. Well, yes, yeah. people were finding out that they- Well, and, and it was multiple reasons. I read multiple articles in this and they talked about how people had more time to actually address it. Um, regulations were loosened so people could go online and meet virtually with the doctor instead of having to go in person. And that doctor could also prescribe medication. So it was much easier to totally. get that kind of checked off. Mm -hmm. um, and the thing that also is something to keep in mind is that with patients switching to different prescriptions to manage their ADHD, often the brand name might be in stock but it's not always covered by prescription with your coverage with insurance, yeah. even if your generic isn't available. Sometimes if the generic isn't available, the prescriber will cover it because right. you don't have access. It's not like you have a choice, right. but some of them don't even cover it, even if it isn't available. So it's, it's really challenging because you have to then do that dive and see what is my coverage going to allow mm -hmm. me to do if I can't get my medication. So sure. it's really challenging. So Dr. Michael Gano in the same article said, it's a monthly challenge for pharmacists and pharmacy technicians because they are constantly fielding phone calls and looking for a product. I didn't think a lot about that. So I'm sharing that perspective mm -hmm. because I have to say just, you know, the, the challenge of going to the pharmacy and not having it, I didn't step back and ever think what this must be like for them oh, because people man. are asking them to like find another pharmacy that is covering it. So now they're on the phone, they're looking to see, is there another pharmacy in the area that covers it that they can, you know, say, hold that, I'm sending them to you. Mm -hmm. And it's a lot more time for them. And I'm sure they have a lot more patients that are trying to get medications filled and not able to get it that are really frustrated. Of and it's course. not, it's totally not their fault. No, Sometimes it might be, maybe they didn't order it, but yeah. most of the time it's right now due to the shortage. So um, this, the, um, Department of Justice says that ADHD stimulant medications are tightly controlled because they contain controlled substances that, quote, have a high potential for abuse. So the important thing to, to know about this is it's not like they can just go make more. There are rules about how much they can make. And so it's not as simple as just going and, and asking the drug makers to produce more. The drug makers have to get approval from the DEA to increase their quota oh. on a quarterly basis. They're basically behind by a quarter yeah. all the time. Uh -huh. And Dr. Sermon says, and this is another quote, he said, I would consider ADHD medication life-sustaining on average across the population of people with ADHD. In the adult world, medication will stop you from getting in car accidents and medication allows adults to, fo to focus and function throughout the day. 
And for kids struggling with ADHD, it is something they need. So again, this is really impactful, really getting in the way for people that do have medication as um, one of the support tools to manage their ADHD. So talked a lot about the challenges. What can we do about it? What are the strategies that can work? So the first is um, Chad, the um, children and adults um, with attention deficit and hyperactivity disorder organization, chad.org, has um, their public policy committee has drafted a short sample letter to use to share your frustration with representatives and senators in Congress. So um, there's going to be a PDF in the show notes of this episode that you can use just to click to get to that page. It's just a form letter that you can cut and put into an email and send to your representatives. So if you want to share your frustration so that people that have the ability to, to put change in place to better support this going forward, that's an actual action you can take instead of just being frustrated. Sometimes that can just feel like, okay, I'm doing something. Um, another um, strategy is call your insurance company and get approval for the brand name. So if you are having a difficult time um, getting this prescription and you're switching, um, get approval for the brand name before you get it filled so that you already have that pre-approval so you know whether or not it's going to be covered and you don't go and kind of have that frustrating, now I've got a prescription I can't actually get because it's hundreds of dollars for a month. It's crazy. Um, another option is talk to your doctor about some strategies that they recommend during this period where there is a shortage and you might have difficulty in getting your medication consistently so that you don't have a period of time without it. Um, they might recommend a different medication. They might work with you to come up with a schedule for um, medication holidays so that you have a little bit built up in case you do have that window of time that you can't get your medication filled. So maybe um, you know, talking to them about what it would be like to take one day off on a weekend or something or the weekend off. So you have a little bit built up. So you're making sure you have it on the days you need it. But always talk to your doctor about making any medication changes on your own. Um, another thing that I highly recommend is setting a, a, this is just a personal recommendation, set a reminder for when you're due to refill. Put it a few days in advance so that you have a chance to request it as soon as that window allows you to request it. And it just puts you in a better position instead of like requesting it the day that you're down to your last um, pill. And then you're mm -hmm. like, oh, now there's like a three to five day delay in getting it filled. So I would say, you know, set a little reminder in your calendar to request it as soon as you can. Smart. And then um, attitudemagazine.com, attitudemag.com is the website. Um, they had a really interesting suggestion that I'm sharing here because I've never heard it before. And they said, so if you don't have enough of your prescription to take and you're needing to skip until you can get your prescription filled, they recommend taking a multivitamin or something like that to maintain the routine, right? So it's like, you're still in the habit so that it doesn't fall off. So taking um, multivitamin or some, something that works safely within, again, always check with your doctor, disclaimer, disclaimer, disclaimer. But I just love the idea of keeping that habit going so yeah. it doesn't fall off. And now you get the prescription filled and you're forgetting to take it because you fell off your routine. And then another recommendation I saw in my research was to explore natural treatment options. So if you can't fill it for a period of time, explore what you can do naturally to support your brain to be a little bit more able to focus and uh, work for you. 
And so getting quality sleep, I always say going back to those basic, you know, big three foundational pieces, getting quality sleep, eating nutritious foods that literally feed your brain and exercise. So do what you can to support your brain, especially if you can't get the medication that's prescribed to you because of the shortage. And if you have other strategies, again, if there's something else that you found works for you, please share it, post it in episode 97 comment so that other, we can all learn from each other and we all benefit from that knowledge. It's a difficult time out there, Becca. Yeah. We're just trying to get through with a little bit more ADHD friendly ease. All right. So recap, I started with my celebration. I got an abundance of pickles <laughs> and I'm making things I never thought I'd make. And even like, I'm just not a sweet and sour pickle person. I like kosher dills. I'm loving these. They're I have them so every nice. day and I'm just kind of surprised. I don't know if it's because I made them because <laughs> my husband's always loved them and I made them for him. I did not think I was going to like them, but I had to try them because I made them. Oh. And I'm like, do I like these or do I just like mine? I don't know, but I'm enjoying them. And then I shared the ADHD friendly tool for this episode and that's mind miming. So again, that, that movie in the mind kind of playing out, visualizing yourself to get to the place, the goal that you're trying to achieve visualize yourself and the steps it takes to get there. And then topic today, ADHD friendly medication or not she's under medication challenges. No, ADHD prescription challenges. And I shared what's going on, what's creating it, a little bit of the research, but also some strategies I found in that research to help to just tolerate it with a little bit more ease. And I'm just sometimes find Alexa so helpful. She's now telling me that she's researched something. Did I ask? No, I don't know. I don't know if we can edit that out or not. Becca, it might be funny to leave in. I don't know, but they're always listening. <laughs> and next week, what's coming up, I'm going to talk about health toleration. So we talked about a little bit about tolerating medication shortages today, even though I didn't use it in that framing, but I, I thought it kind of lends itself to maybe there's some things you're tolerating with your health and maybe it's a good time to come up with a strategy to support that so it's not something that's draining your energy as much because you're tolerating it all right that's it for this episode of adhd friendly remember as always take what works for you leave the rest behind if you haven't subscribed love to have you join us you'll get little reminders every episode when it's dropped which comes out every friday so you won't forget to check it out and get a little bit more in your ADHD-friendly tool belt to support your brain. If you haven't started your own owner's manual, I invite you to check out ADHDfriendly.com for lots of resources. And if you're interested in joining ADHD-friendly, I have a membership platform, very reasonably priced to make it very accessible. Lots of tools, lots of live sessions to choose from each month. So again, ADHDfriendly.com to check out all the resources offered from ADHD friendly. Until next time, tally ho.